neither wildcat nor madman. Don't get me wrong, trains. I love you. I really do. You're fun to ride. You're safe. You're efficient. You've got a lot of things going for you. Unfortunately, there's one thing that trumps fun, safety, and efficiency, besides musical theater. Money. Last weekend, I was upstate visiting family in the land of the Gilders and didn't plan my return trip in advance. I can't be tied down to your rules, man. Faced with the prospect of spending $75 on a train ride back to New York City, I instead opted for the $15 Chinatown bus. In 1998, the Feng Hua bus was wrought upon this earth to shuttle human souls between various cities on the East Coast for a price so cheap Satan himself must have been involved in the negotiation process. Since then, countless other organizations, Double Happiness, Dragon Coach, and inexplicably Dragon Couch, have made deals with the devil to act as cattle cars for our human meat sacks, tossing us to and fro throughout this mortal realm. The first time I rode the Chinatown bus was a few years back when I lived in Chinatown. Well, technically the apartment wasn't Soho, really. But when you're one block north of Chinatown and you're fairly certain your landlords are members of some sort of organized crime syndicate and the storefront below you sells remote control toys, really, we're supposed to believe that the entire back room is full of little toy cars? I hate to break it to you, you're living in Chinatown. Aside. Sadder than Chinatown encroaching upon the south side of Soho is the fact that Chinatown completely surrounds Little Italy. Little Italy has never been littler, and it seems like every time I visit, one more faux Italian tourist trap has been replaced with a Chinese storefront selling knockoff action figures, octopi, and unlock cell phones. But where will I get my overpriced gelato? Anyway, when I lived in Nochi, north of Chinatown, the Chinatown bus stop to Albany was a stone's throw from my apartment, and with my bad knee I can't throw stones very far. But I could throw them to the end of my block, which is where the bus stopped. It was amazing. Up until then, whenever I went back home, I was heading uptown and shelling out for an Amtrak ticket, which was outrageous. With the Chinatown bus there, though, I could roll out of bed, walk downstairs, buy a remote control car, play some mahjong, throw a stone, and get on the bus inside of five minutes. Bam! I remember being extremely apprehensive the first time I got on that bus. What was it going to be like? Would it be like riding in a freight car? Would there be livestock? Would there be a goat in the seat next to me? Chickens in the overhead bins? Laying free eggs for everyone? Would it be standing room only? Would there be a noodle bar? Would Edward James almost be there? Had it been a little Tokyo bus, I'd be labeled a gaijin, an outsider. I didn't even know the word for what I was on a Chinatown double happiness bus. If I learned anything from Mr. Wu on Deadwood, it probably wouldn't be anything good, though. As it turns out, the Chinatown bus was just a bus. Not a particularly nice bus, it should be noted. And there was a faint smell of baby butt in the air. But beyond that, it was as plain as could be. I wasn't called any names, and there were no chickens laying eggs. Frankly, I was a little disappointed. After moving out of No Chi, I continued to take Chinatown buses whenever I had the opportunity without thinking twice about it. That is, until a couple red flags went off. First red flag, the blizzard of Christmas 2010. The day after Christmas this past year, the East Coast got hit pretty hard in the face with some snow. Like a lot of snow. I believe there was thunder snow involved. Obviously, I chose this day to travel. Obviously, the only bus willing to drive in these sort of conditions? The Chinatown bus. 
I got on what turned out to be the last bus of any kind out of Albany that day. And at several points during the 147-mile trip, I thought that would be the last bus I ever rode. As we barreled down the thruway, unsafe at any speed, we passed car after car on the side of the road. Some were there voluntarily, some there perpendicularly, involuntarily. I downloaded a speedometer app on my phone that clocked us averaging 42 miles per hour, which doesn't seem very fast until you look out the window and realize you can't see anything, not even the monster on the wing. I got back to New York City safely, though. Well, no, I didn't get back there safely. I got to New York City, though. Period. Months later, I went to Boston on the Chinatown bus. This trip was decidedly safer. Less snow, less speed. It wasn't a safe weekend for everyone, though. As I found out on my return trip, another Chinatown bus overturned in New Jersey the day prior, killing the driver and some of the passengers. Yikes. So that brings us to now. To thinking twice about the Chinatown bus. Between Amtrak and Greyhound and other discount bus lines, the Mega Bus and the Bolt Bus and other extreme bus lines, we have options for ground travel, some seemingly safer than others. Yes, they're all more expensive, more efficient, and, well, more fun than the Chinatown bus, but can you put a price on that? Well, let me revise my previous statement. There are three things that trump fun, safety, and efficiency. Musical theater money, and free eggs. Chinatown bus, you're on notice. Throw in some show tunes and overhead chickens and we'll talk, though. 